In high school, around the same time as I had a mouthful of braces and a retainer that created a, it wasn't really a lisp, but it was more like I had two biscuits and a bunch of marbles in my mouth. And I told a job coach that I wanted to work in radio. She couldn't understand me and told me that there were plenty of jobs in radio that didn't involve a microphone, you know, behind the scenes stuff, maybe involving a broom. Well, around that time, I tried playing football with other humans. Torture for me, probably torture for my parents. What I actually loved about it wasn't playing it. It wasn't the brutality of it. It, it was rather that I liked the strategy of it, the organization of it, like playing chess, thinking. Tough part about that is that a lineman doesn't care that it's a beautiful game of chess. I remember getting knocked down so hard, but then some good humans picked me up. I got up, walked away, and tried something else. I tried writing, singing, acting. I learned how to be a better friend. I learned to create. I learned to think differently. We as people, we try new things. That's what we do. Jennifer Bartels is someone who tries new things. She's an actor, comedian, writer. I think she's a former dancer. She may still dance, who knows, based in LA. You've seen her in a Geico commercial, shows with Alicia Silverstone, A.D. Bryant, other well-known folks. Famously cut from Men in Black 3 and In Living Color. Actually, In Living Color was canceled. She's trained with Upright Citizens Brigade in New York. She was on a show called American Woman on Paramount, a series called Broken, Friends of the People. Jen is someone you will continue to see on the screen. And if she hasn't already, her writing will make you laugh one day, even if you don't know it's her. She lives with type one diabetes. The cool thing about Jen though, is this list of accomplishments, it isn't who she is, it isn't her identity. She is more than these things. We talked about authenticity, tenacity, being your own storefront, mental health, insulin, she's addicted to insulin, Louboutins, bugs, and sports, and being kind to yourself. We went to high school together and hadn't talked in 20 years before this conversation. I love this. So much more than an actor, she is a wonderful and real person. This is The Friends We Meet. One of the things that has always inspired me about you is, is your um, flair for dramaticism and your ability to, uh, to interact with people in this kind of quirky, odd, and sincere way. And you're one of the people who, when I got involved with, with drama, the department in high school, you were one of those first people who were like, like you welcomed me in with open arms and everything. And so it just kind of is really cool to see you um, what I would call successful. It may not feel like that, but yeah, I just, I, I kind of wanted to open it up there and, and start there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I love being, I, I think all those descriptors are right. I think it's like a flair for the dramatics works. It, I mean, yeah. if you ask an ex-boyfriend, he would say that isn't the best, but, um, but on the good side, I do think it's, it's been fun coming into my own skin I don't even think I knew who I was then, but it's cool when I have these memories or I I guess I I had a fingerprint on some people that I've always cared or respected, you know, as as you and like I had an impact or something because I didn't even know who I was back then. I think I'm just learning who I am now. Um, 
I think every year I get older, I'm learning to be okay with who I am, but I feel most comfortable when I'm performing. And I don't know what that means. I'm in therapy for that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> me too. Um, well, yeah. So, um, but I, pre- I appreciate that that's a memory you have because I have so many memories from high school. So this is a good one. This is great. Cool. Good, <laughs> good. Well, you made an impact. So I appreciate that. When did you know that this was a, like a legit, like, I want to do this. When did you know that? It was in high school. It was at Millbrook High School. I was in the theater department. I always wanted to be a dancer. I always wanted Mm -hmm. to be a performer. I went to dance school for a long time. And when I moved to North Carolina from New York, looking back, my mother, I think, was dealing with that big move from Staten Island to Raleigh, North Carolina. Yep, big. Yeah, and I think she was, looking back too, she was like, I don't know, 30 or 29. So it was such a big shift for her that I... I didn't push to keep being a dancer, but I, I wasn't being fulfilled. So I tried sports and I, it's very funny to watch me do sports. Um, and then when I, it was, I mean, there's so many fat, juicy bugs in like the deep South. Like I, I just, I tried softball. I tried basketball. <laughs> I tried swimming and showed up in a bikini, made no sense. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to find <laughs> like coming into a place. It's a very tough time to move when you're like 11 or 12. So when I got to Millbrook high school, Miss Prater, our drama teacher, she, we did improv. We played an improv game. And I, I felt like it was the first time I, I made people laugh, like really laugh and captured attention, but it wasn't in a way that was, it was in a positive way. Like it felt good. It felt like a little bit of a drug and it felt um, just like that was my calling. And then I leaned into it and I felt like I could do it. And it challenged me and it made me feel like A, a sense of community and then B, like kind of just came like it was inherent in me. And then when I went to East Carolina, I gave myself a talking to you. And I said, if I don't get into the BFA Meisner program my freshman year, I'm going to be a teacher. And I got in my freshman year. So I was like, I guess I'm going to be an actor. And I really committed to that. So when you were on like American Woman, at what point were you like, okay, I'm successful or I'm not successful? Or do you even see it like that anymore? I think acting is, I think when you were a performer, especially and in this industry, it's the only industry that I, that I, one of the only industries that I can compare, that I could say anywhere else you work your way up into a system, you create a skill set, and if you do well, you work hard and you're kind, you get promoted, you, mm-hmm. you go down this path. Acting is not like that. So there's been really lovely years. There's been really hard months. There's been a lot of self-worth and like my, I am my own business storefront and that mentally can be a lot because it's like, what is success? Well, success is directly tied to who am I and and me as a person and I'm my own instrument and I'm my own business. So I think it was a pinch me moment when I initially got American Woman. It was definitely next level career wise. And it was one of the biggest things that's been helpful, I think, to solidify like my place in in this industry for what I know I I was capable of doing and what I can still do. Mm -hmm. But I try to not look at it like that anymore because it can be a little hard on your mental health to go, I made it because. And then now what? (laughs) Yeah, I made it. Now what? Or I made it. Why does this month suck? Like, so I, I don't, I try not to tie. I try to disconnect those and just go like, I made it in the sense I'm more of a whole person. I made it in the sense that I have better connections or relationships with family or friends. And I have outside hobbies. Because this is a really specific industry. It's a very 
up and down and hard and, and it's not the most fair at times. And you just kind of, you don't want to lose yourself. So, and you don't want to be defined by booking something, mm-hmm. um, but you definitely chase that dragon. I, 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 mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have that tenacity, but you don't want to have it define you. So, I mean, what does that look like on the day to day? I mean, I'm sitting here kind of from the outside perspective, and I I think most people are, they kind of go, okay, they know that it's not all Instagrammable. They know it's not all perfect. They, they kind of get that concept, but what would you want people to see or know about the work, the industry, the gruel of it, that kind of thing that, that you just don't think that people get? Well, I think it's all like, especially with social media and like what I personally choose to share. I've always tried to keep it like, I really respect that compliment you gave because it was true. I, 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 it's what I strive for is being quirky and honest, but kind and, and not, there's enough other people. There's other people that do that better than me that are like glitzy and, 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 and put on like, that is their business is this kind of powdery idea of what entertainment or Hollywood or performance is like. And I just try to keep it real. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think on the day to day, it's, it's the the grind is that there's the thing you need to recognize is there's so many moving parts. There are so many elements out of your control and there is a discipline you need to have in a very kind of Peter Pan type city, both New York, but especially Los Angeles, where you have to keep yourself in check because no one else is. Mm. And you have to have that discipline and you have to be kind to yourself because you are going to get so much rejection. Mm. It is, you are going to get so much rejection and to not take that personally by why your eyebrow does the thing it does or why you've sweat too much in the audition room or, or <laughs> the line or, you know, I mean, and now, especially coming out of COVID, hopefully, you know, so much mentally, we stay at we're, we stay at home. I write from mm-hmm. home. I work out from home. I self tape from home. I audition Zoom. Zooms. I. I the so it's like a completely different industry as it is. Exactly. So it's it's a little bit isolating and it's a little bit lovely and cruel and uh, and I think I've always tried to do that is to like also show other aspects of both Los Angeles mm-hmm. industry set auditions failing. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. It's, it's just got to be really tough because I just, I kind of look at it and go, the thing that you just said about yourself being, I don't, how do you say it? Your storefront, your business card, your storefront. Yeah. Yeah. Your storefront, yourself. I'm my, I'm my own business and that's, my own storefront. So if someone's is, like, what, what a bad <laughs> store. You're like, oh no. man, I'm the only one reading these Yelp reviews. It's me. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not, you know. I'm like the worst Panera. Um, <laughs> No, but it, 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 it could be daunting. I imagine for most it would be daunting. Um, and uh, is that exhausting? Or is that something that you kind of relish or does it just depend on the day? I think that's a great, it, it's the ebb and the flow. It depends on the day. It can definitely be exhausting, but there is something I love that fills my tank and my heart so much that it, 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 it beats it beats the bad out. It beats, yeah. it's why I'm still involved in going. Um, I think my focus is definitely widened in regards to performing and writing. Like I, I, I really am leaning into writing more because it brings a joy and it gives a voice and it's my voice or, or, you know, I don't know. I think that you lose a lot of power when you're just an actor sometimes because yeah. there's so many things out of your control. 
But if you're a writer, I mean, I wrote on Friends of the People, but it was more sketch comedy. But I wrote a digital series a while ago called Broken, and it was it was the creator and I's voice. It was my friends I was able to give opportunities to. And I start to realize now, like, that's that's something I'm looking into and leaning into. It, 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 it fills me up. Yeah. So, but yeah, it can definitely have its ups and downs and, you know, and that lends itself to other things. Like if you're isolated and you've had a really crap day, you got to make, you know, maybe go for that walk or that hike. Don't drink two bottles of wine and like cry in the shower. If you need to do that, but it's about finding that balance that allows you to have like, to feel like healthy and whole. And that could be a hard dance sometimes. And it's a long hike with those two bottles of wine too. So. I mean, you know, and I go for a big, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a heavy <laughs> backpack, you know. It's a long hike up, coming down. No, it's, it's awesome. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, what does that look like? Um, you kind of mentioned community, you, or you alluded to community. And I'm just curious how that looks, how, how honest community looks. And I'm curious if that is something that is a struggle just to have, like, this kind of honest community, honest people kind of getting feedback, or is it something where you just kind of, you have your crew, you throw stuff at the wall with them. You kind of yeah, get the question. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have some friends that like we run, it's like a Venn diagram in a sense. So they're more stand up mm-hmm. comedy. They're more stand up yeah. comedy, but they respect that I've done a lot of improv and sketch. So we'll spitball ideas and I'll help them with their set. Mm-hmm. And then I have some actors that I've met and I help consult with projects they're working on as writers or like they're trying to pitch their first series and what does that look like? And I try to help where I can with that because I've been pitching now. I've pitched before, but uh, I think that your community definitely, I think is in life, it ebbs and it, or it, it shifts. You know, I think everyone's getting older, that's life. And so people are getting married or having kids or moving away from LA, you know, so the community shifts, but you just try to surround yourself with people that like you because they like you. And I've, you, you know, you have some people that come into your life for like a reason, a season or a lifetime. Uh, And then you have some people that, you know, I mean, and and, and one of the, they fall in those categories. And I think that this city, it's a little harder because, well, this industry, I should say, you want to support and champion other people, but you also have your own feelings, emotions, and wants, and then you're trying to, you know, and then you're auditioning for the same role as them. And so (laughs) it can definitely be, it's a human experience. You're going to have a lot of different emotions, but I just think surrounding yourself with people that like you for you and don't want anything from you, that is a good person. And, you know, keep I imagine that's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like it takes intentionality. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely takes, you know, and I, I prefer it as I've gotten older to be a little more alone with myself because mm-hmm. I've always been traveling and, and dedicated to the, the scene and the craft. So it's been like, I think COVID, if I try to look at the bright silver lining of it is it's allowed me to learn a bit about myself and what, how I'm attached or tied to my job and what, who am I with or without that, you know? So what is your, what is a typical, maybe a daily rhythm's not the idea. Maybe it's a weekly rhythm or a monthly rhythm or something that gives you some kind of parameters, whether you're writing or creative or or whatever. What does that look like? I set a lot of uh, goals and uh, because my brain can go a mile a minute. I I use some like 
timer apps. Like there's this Pomodoro app that's really helpful yeah. to allow me to write. So I shut down all my devices and then I just write in a special like one area and I take my calls in a different area. And then if I have an audition, it depends. I had a call back yesterday. So I, but it was an in-person call back, but you're going and then you're wearing your mask and your heart uh-huh. elevated because you're auditioning and calling back. You're getting a call back and, you know, with SAG being a part of the union, like you want to get your health insurance and I have type one, there's all of these pressures. Uh-huh. So day to day, it just looks different. Like today is therapy in the morning, uh, walk in the evening, a dinner with a director friend of mine, and then a podcast with your lovely face. And then, um, and then a writer's meeting. I have a, I have a pretty big project that I'm pitching very soon. And so cool. I'll be writing with my partner today. We, we're Sweet. going over some ideas for the pitch. So yeah. And then shoveling food in my mouth and yeah. So. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. It's just people make it into this thing that it's not, but you work like everybody else does. You know what I mean? But I think that's, that's good for people to know that the craft is actually a craft. You actually put a lot of work <laughs> in this stuff and all I the think, time. <laughs> yeah. I think there are definitely like people that have been plucked out of a cafe and are now like in, you know, like the next big motion picture, but then they're, I've always identified as like a uh, we're looking at you, Lynn Manuel. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I love him. Um, but I think I like the work. I like the work. I don't love the business side. I mean, I'm not, that's not my strong suit. I'm not the best schmoozer. I'm not. And that's definitely an, an aspect of the business. Um, I struggle with that due to my own like introvert, shy, like secret stuff. But when it comes to the work or getting a scene or, or getting feedback or getting a callback or getting a booking, yeah, I mean, those, and it's interesting too, because like I said earlier, normally you work hard, you're kind and good things happen. Mm-hmm. This, you could do all of it right. And then a Nothing. casting director, yeah, a casting director thinks you remind them of a, the sister he hates. Like, there you go, that's <laughs> it, you're out, man. You know, Nick's wife, thing. Jen, you know, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and I think it's the long haul. It's, it's when I first moved to LA, a friend told me, it's really not a race. It's a marathon. And it's also totally okay. And there's no shame or there's nothing bad about if the race changes. And if you want to get out of the race or you want to, you want to get out of the marathon, like you can, you can do that. And there's no shame in that. And I think that's a big thing as well. Oh, they're not an actor anymore. Or Mm. like, Oh, they hear about this. And it's like, you don't recognize how difficult it is. Um, you know, and rewarding it is, but yeah, it's really you get older. I think it's, we're in this sweet pocket, especially cause we're similar age. Like, you know, we've experienced a lot of life. We have some wisdom under our belt, mm-hmm. but we recognize what's more important or what's most important and family, uh, good friendships, hard work ethic, being kind to myself, being mm-hmm. forgiven and not defining myself by just one thing, you know, a awesome. little more. Yeah. So we're going to take a break for just a second. We have incredible sponsors. This podcast would not be possible without the following. The Flywheel Press, designing and printing luxury stationery so you can make lasting connections with others. Visit the Flywheel NC on Instagram or their website, theflywheelnc.com. Esser CPA. They deliver high-quality accounting, tax, HR, and operations support to individuals, small businesses, and not-for-profits. Go to EsserCPA.com, E-S-S-E-R-C-P-A.com. The Budding Artichoke, 
a local artisan food market focused on sustainable foods and health products. You can find them on any social media. And a special gift sponsorship from an anonymous donor has asked you to check out Growing High Point. This is a nonprofit organization with a mission to create a dynamic and vibrant city by providing access and agricultural opportunities to High Point, North Carolina residents. Check them out. Growing High Point. You found out later in life that you had type 1 diabetes, right? Yeah, I got type 1 during American Woman. Um, okay. I actually looked it up today. I was on my phone this morning. I couldn't sleep. We had an earthquake this morning. Uh, <laughs> a little earthquake. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, a, just a wake up. <laughs> a wake up. Just, I just a little caffeine. Yeah. Um, so American Woman, I was. we were in high, on a brief creative hiatus, and it was, I think, June 13th, 2017. I'd started losing a lot of weight and I was having some issues health-wise. Yeah, I went to the doctor and they didn't know if it was type one or type two. And then they said, uh, no, your sugars are very elevated. They did further testing and it was late onset type one. So my pancreas just stopped working. So it was a very big lifestyle adjustment for me. Um, yeah, that's not the norm of type one, right? Is late onset? Uh, no, I mean- Or I don't know anything. Tell me. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm a doctor, but- Yeah, so- Basically, with type 1, you can get it at any time. It's just more prevalent that you get type 2 at my age. And okay. so to receive news of getting it and being a type 1 and then having to deal with the fact that, like, I didn't even recognize how much of a invisible and, like, kind of debilitating illness it can be. Yeah. Um, and that it's a forever. And it's, like, basically, like, an annoying baby that will never grow up. And I have to take care of it and still take care of it every yeah. day. So it was a large adjustment, but everyone has their kind of cross to bear and everyone has their own journey. And this is mine. So I try to stay positive about it. It definitely affects your mental health because it's extra chatter in your brain um, that not everyone else has to think about. Like when you go on a hike, you don't have to think about bringing fruit snacks or having your blood strips on you. You're making sure your sensor works. It's like, I'm a little right. bit. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Well, you're not quite a robot. Um, but you got a lot of like, attachments and stuff, right? Like, do you have yeah. one of those like uh, automatic sensors? I have an automatic blue uh, blood. What blood do they call it? One. Yeah, uh, CPM. I switched. I used to do shots when I first started, like insulin shots, and now I have. Then I had a tube pump, which was so archaic and ridiculous. Which don't get me started on big pharma, because I'll just go off. But um, then now I have a wireless pump system, and it's been a lifesaver. It's really That's helped my. Yeah, my markers and my tests, and so I'm I'm proud of myself because I, you know, it's it's not fun, but no, but I am interested in like what that did. You're going hard, and then suddenly your pancreas stopped working, and it just kind of says done, or does it say like gradually give out? No, it's, there's a honeymoon period usually when you have type one. Usually, when you have type one, you get you get diagnosed when you're a child. So unfortunately, you usually probably get brought to the hospital because your sugars went so high. And with mine, I, I'm pretty in tune with my body. I was working out a lot. I was eating. I was vegan at the time. And so I was like really in tune with what was happening. And I knew I needed to go to the doctor. I've always been great about going to the doctor. And so I caught it in time and my sugar wasn't even that elevated, but very there's a honeymoon phase that can happen when you catch it early enough. So my pancreas, I like kind of watched it fade. And I had to take more and more insulin and I had to adjust 
things more and more within the first year. So I had like a little bit of a grace period where it wasn't so bad. And now it's my pancreas is fully just taking up real estate in this body, but not paying rent. So, I mean, <laughs> you should start an account for your pancreas and just say, I do nothing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, acorn account for my, my pancreas. Yeah. Oh, the process of becoming more in tune with your body. The, I mean, how did that affect, you know, just your day to day? Well, initially it wasn't an issue on set with American woman because I was still kind of producing some, my beta cells were still kind of working. Uh, and then like I went and I shot like the Geico commercial, the Geico on, I mean, every, I was very thankful for that because that happened right in the top of COVID. And I was like, everyone's going to get sick of this face, but I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, it was a, you know, for the, it wasn't the best year for people, but it was, I was very thankful for that, that, um, that spot. But um on set during that, we were looking straight into the barrel of the camera and I had to stop, I had to stop, stop. And I had to tell the director and, you know, this is a director who's so funny and he loves to go for a moment and he'll, he'll have you do a run of takes. So now we're all in the groove. It's a huge production for this, you know, Geico spot. My co-star next to me is lovely, Scott. And I just had to say, can we stop? Sorry, everyone. And I just got so in my head and I had to let that go. And that's, I'm still working on being kind to myself. Like I'm human. And I thought my sugar was really low. Turns out my sugar was elevated and I was just nervous because I was looking dead into the camera and you have to get with commercials. You have to, timing is a thing. Yeah. So it's extremely natural. a thing. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. a 30 second spot, it can't be 33 seconds. So right. yeah. So that, that things like that, or when I did better things, my sugars were high the whole time because I get mm -hmm. on set and I love to eat snacks and I just didn't, I wanted that good, good catering food. And so we had a lovely lunch and then my sugars were horrific. So, you know, I just, you get back on the horse. I take a walk. I do squats in my trailer. I, I pound water and I move on and know that like one number is not going to define me. I just have to pay attention that my, you know, I have to just have to pay attention more mm -hmm. than other people. Well, Everybody has their thing. You're right. But I, I do think it's interesting how we all kind of end up with our thing and it's what we choose to make with it, you know. Um, but you kind of end up with your things and it gives you something to relate to other people about. And they kind of make us like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. I'm human. That's right. Okay, cool. So I think it's cool that, that you're an open book. So, yeah. I think it's I think it's important. And I, I was even told a few times, like, maybe we don't mention type one, you know, because mm -hmm. then you'd be known as someone who has type one. And I'm like, but I am that that doesn't define me, but it is a part of me. Mm -hmm. And if there's a kid that wants to be an actor or performer that doesn't think they can do it. I did a stage play right before COVID. And I'm boy, it was an extra set of anxiety because like, I'm on stage, if my blood sugar goes high or low, and I'm on stage, and then if my thing beeps, it's a whole thing. So if I can inspire or help someone else um, by just being honest and showing humility and, and, and seeing the good of what it can show you about your body, I guess, like, let me do it, you know, or the bad, like, hmm. I, I don't, like I said, like, I think it's kind of a racket that we are where we are with type one and, and the technology is good, but it could be better. And that's a whole separate issue. But if I can speak to that or help people feel understood, like, Kind of to go back to what you were saying, people, what their idea of you or what they think of you versus who you really are. And we're all just human and struggling and living these beautiful, painful, lovely lives. Like it's really, you know, 
that's a really good way to put it. Our team really can't do this podcast without you. We have a whole group, a community, really, of people who support this podcast financially to make sure that it happens. Each episode might be free to listen to, but it's not cheap, to paraphrase Austin Cleon. If this podcast adds value to your life, I would appreciate your support at any level. Join this group of people who makes this happen. Go to patreon.com slash the friends we meet. That's where you'll find the behind the scenes stuff. And that group gets the longer raw audio interviews that don't fit on the episode and all that stuff. That's patreon.com slash the friends we meet. So I have a few more little questions that aren't deep at all, but you kind of take roles, right, to pay bills. You take roles to do cool things. You take roles for the art of it. You take roles for all different sorts of reasons. It, how do you go through that process of, of not just filtering through the things you want, but how do you find the things that you want and seek them out versus, I just need a role right now. Okay. I don't know if that makes any sense, oh, but... I'll backtrack and say I started after college, after ECU, I moved to New York, actually, thinking I would do theater and very quickly got into the comedy scene. So I started doing Upright Citizens Brigade and trained with them, really wanted to be on a house team. I always set goals that I, I have confidence issues like everyone else, but there was something I was like, I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, I could be better and I will be better because I love it so much. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like it works. It connects with me and people get the work I put out there and they understand it and they, they seem to enjoy and respect it. So I started doing UCB and that was where a lot of roles or initial opportunity have found me. So okay. my manager, my commercial agent, I, they found me on stage. So it was so organic and lovely that I didn't have to do what a lot of people have to do. Scrounge and this and that. Yeah. 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 You know, the, 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 that grueling part, I was very lucky with the choice I made. I just made a choice to do UCB. I really respected the founders and then it worked out. And so I started booking commercials and I had a really supportive partner. Um, and I was able to have that space to like learn about the industry, join SAG. And then I was just hungry and it was working for a long time for me. And then, so by the time I moved to LA, I had some credits under my belt. So people knew me as the comedic actor. So like the biggest thing was the American woman turn because I was a little more dramatic in that role. Mm -hmm. And I totally understood the role of Diana, but uh, almost talked myself out of it because I was like, well, I'm comedic. These are the roles I go in for. This is what I do. I'm funny. Like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. And looking back, it's like, no, you you just got to kind of, you know, believe in yourself, you know, um, and be ready to roll with the punches. I think that's big too. There are things I would have said yes to starting out in this industry that now, even if it's a tight month or I'm traveling and I need that cash or I want, I want you know, insurance is a thing every year. I won't say yes to it because I don't stand behind it. Whether that's a commercial. Yeah, I don't, I don't do certain things. because I don't. That's cool. Yeah, it was, I bet that was a, a decent shift going a little bit more dramatic with American Woman. But from what I've seen, you did a, a good job of actually shifting it to be you. I found, I, I found, I try to find, it's, it's the work to me. I, you, you find the connective tissue that ties you with the role. Uh, 
I discovered it as I started playing her. I, I found her cadence. I found, and I, there are parts of me that were Diana and Diana is Jen. So, you know, some roles I've stretched to play more. Like when I was on other things, I played like a Romanian, Romanian <laughs> woman. Uh, I forgot her name, but I, uh, I don't know. And then I played a shrill. I was a stripper named Ruby. Yeah. Like, you know, they swing a little bit, but with some of the sketch stuff I did, like I did a scented candles piece. I'll always be thankful for that. I loved and it was very, it was a, like, it was my wink to Rec Room for a Dream. And it was just this kind of funny spiraled out sketch. And, and with Diana um, and with some of the stuff I did in Broken, like, yeah, there's just been certain roles that I know this person, like y'all can kind of see, you know, wasn't that, yeah. So what's coming down the pike? What's what's the next thing that you're you're dreaming about or you're you're excited about? I love you can't that. talk that you can talk about. No, it's just sweet. Like, what are you dreaming about? Um, well, I think there's been a lot of shifts. I think in my outlook and like how I look at life. Um, so right now, I again writing. I'm I'm working on a project right now with one of my writing partners, and he's lovely. And uh, yeah, I can't say much about it right now, but it's it's people seem excited about it so that's cool and that helped me a lot in COVID to have a purpose I felt like I lost a per I felt like you know my industry shut down like there was no working from home we were just out for a minute and so your purpose shifts and like what it all kind of came imploded a bit and out of it rose I think a stronger version of who I am um who I want to be and so writing is a big thing and then auditions are picking up so I had a call back yesterday and just got word from my friend. I might be shooting something this weekend for a project he's working on. So just a few things. And I, I used to be big with exploring and celebrating, but things can move and shift so quickly. Mm -hmm. I don't even tell my family. I just, my family will go, did I just see you on TV? And I'm like, oh yeah, it's airing. Great. I don't, cool. don't even know when it's coming. Don't know what's happening. Yeah. I've seen, I've Keep seen your head people, down. people have gotten so support, been so supportive and, you know, are so invested and love me so much. I felt like it, it's not my problem, but I feel like they're let down. Like I, I got cut out of Men in Black three years ago. And Me too. <laughs> haven't we all? Um, <laughs> and my family went to the movie theater and they watched it. And I was like waiting for the text. I was waiting for my scene. And then I was like, this movie, this movie's not four hours long. Is it over? And it was cut. I mean, I was putting the extras on the DVD. So I still get, that's fun and weird that you still get paid for that. But like, it it hurt. And, you know, mm -hmm. or when my shows have gotten canceled, it hurts. And so now I just, it hurts. And then there's another opportunity or it hurts. And then life happens and now you're over here. So, so yeah, working on a whole bunch of stuff. But um, I just, again, that's just kind of a part of me now. So. Yeah, I would imagine it makes you really tough. Um but also it's like this kind of like you want to keep the raw authenticity of being Jen. But when a show gets canceled, does it feel like a, like a describe it for <laughs> what people don't see? Is it like a breakup? Is it like a divorce? Is it like something that is just, uh, or is it like a job? Cause you have uh, these friends, you have fr sets of friendships, you have. Oh yeah. You, yeah. yeah. You have friendships. Everyone comes together. They work on something nonstop uh, around the clock. Everyone's kind of overworked and overly excited and hopeful for this new thing. And everyone has their own little department and we all come together to create this beautiful thing that we hope floats. And 
you bond and you, you know, you're still dealing with life or you're still having relationships outside of it. So everyone gets close very quickly. Cause it's like, I'm in my make, you know, with American woman, I was in my makeup chair at four or 5. AM for two mm -hmm. hours. So everyone got to know me real well, you know, for the good and the bad of like, if I'm having a good day or a bad day, but, but I will say, and this is every show that hasn't moved forward or got canceled or got, you know, went for a little bit. You just kind of don't hear news. So when something gets picked up, you hear news, it's excitement. You can feel it and you're fine. You know, like your team's in touch with you. And when there's no news- That's not good. It's not good. It just kind of, you know, it sizzles out. And so you, mm -hmm. you kind of get the hint. It's like someone that's just not that into you anymore. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I guess I won't keep texting this person. Um, but you're hopeful that maybe he just went out of town, you know? Um, no, I really loved that. meeting you at Olive Garden. I loved that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think- the letdowns get a little easier because I think yeah. that's just life in general. You just know sure. they're going to come. But so you try to just, nothing is as life. Like when I got in living color years ago, I bought Louboutins and I, I, I literally was like, I, I gotta, I gotta buy these fancy shoes and <laughs> my life's going to change. And then I just got a random call months later from a reporter that was like, you want to give us a comment on Fox not picking up your show? And I almost threw up in my car. I was like on my way to a commercial audition on the West side at four o'clock. It was horrible. And I returned those Louboutins and then I bought them again <laughs> when I got American <laughs> I think. Yeah. Well, I'm inspired by you. I think a lot of other people are. And I think it's really interesting just to, just to watch and just kind of cheer you on. We're, you know, there's just a lot of people who pull for you. And, um, and it's not like, it's kind of a weird thing. Cause it's like, you don't really want to be weird about it, but you're like, man, that's really cool. That is really cool. Couldn't happen to a better person. And you're sitting there going, yeah, but like, I'm not doing anything today. And we're like, yes, you are. You're inspiring the world, you know? Um, <laughs> but it is really cool. And, uh, that, that, that makes me, that makes my heart fuller than I can express. And and I really appreciate those words because it is exactly everything you just said. It is, you know, I think now more than ever, everyone kind of feels a little more isolated and, and I'm away from my support system, which is based out of post and, and then familiar faces like yours that just from like, I know we don't talk every day, but in the shadows of your own life, doing your own thing, you come and you like support my light and that, and I, A, I support yours and what you're doing and B, it's just, that's really nice of you and it makes me feel less alone out here sometimes. So thank you for that. Well, always. <laughs> hey, keep it up. We'll keep cheering you on and pulling for you. And, uh, and when you're ready to reveal big secrets, just let me know. I promise I will. And I will post <laughs> and I will share and I will do everything. I'll just keep tracking along and my love to North Carolina. I love North awesome. Carolina and I miss you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jen. All right. Talk soon. Talk soon. Bye. All right. Bye. For more information about Jen, or any of our sponsors, or Louboutins, or how to be a Patreon supporter, go to our show notes. There are links all in there. We are hosted on Transistor FM. They have been flawless to work with. Amazing community of other podcasts. Highly recommend them. Many of our episodes in this season are recorded at Congdon Yards in High Point, North Carolina. Thanks for letting us take up your space.
And this is a Human People Creative Production, encouraging remarkable people to turn beautifully polished and far-fetched ideas into gritty and impactful realities. And thanks to you for being a listener, aka a person who listens. You took the time, and I hope it added something special to your day. Been a human people production.